BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Author Whitley Strieber, 
reported he was abducted from his cabin in upstate New York on the evening of December 26, 1985, by non-human entities. He wrote about this and related experiences in his book, Communion. September 1994, 62 children between the ages of 6 and 12, along with staff members totaling 110 in all, observed several disc-like craft landing just outside the children's play area at the private aerial school in South Africa's Zimbabwe. The witnesses all observed and described the same entities departing the craft and telepathically communicating with several of the children. The children were interviewed and provided drawings of what they'd observed days after the incident, and then again 25 years later for the 2020 documentary, Phenomenon. John Mack was a well-known, highly esteemed professor and the head of the Department of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. The psychiatrist was author of over 150 scientific articles and the winner of a Pulitzer Prize in 1977. He studied abduction and contact cases worldwide and wrote several books on the subject. After years of research, he deemed the phenomenon to be real. These are just a few accounts out of the thousands throughout history. But not all encounters result in abduction. 2014 saw the passing of Dr. Roger Lear. The American surgeon and ufologist featured in the documentary Patient 17. The feature documented Lear having removed several implants from contactee patients and claimed proof of non-terrestrial experimentation on man. Several of the implants removed were tested and shown to have unusual isotopic features. Some even emitted radio frequencies. I guess that's where tonight's guest comes in. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Corey, thanks for being with us tonight. Yes, sir. I gotta say, ever since we first spoke and you told me about this account, I've been uh, I've been chomping at the bit to get you on the program. So, without further ado, how about you... Tell us about your account. Well, it happened, I would say, back in the mid-90s. Um, and when we talk about abductions, it's a little bit different than that. Um, but uh, I lived in uh, Fort Mill, uh, South Carolina, uh, with my family. And uh, one night, uh, my brother and I, we used to basically, just like all other kids or young people, we used to hang out in the, in the family room and uh, play video games to the, the wee hours of the morning. And uh, one particular night, um, we have an L-shaped couch, and we both used to fall asleep on the couch, um, him on one side, me on the other, of course. And uh, one night in particular, I woke up, and as you wake up, uh, you know, you get that groggy feeling. Uh, and I was basically looking back over the arm of the couch with my arm hanging behind me. And as I did so, I woke up 
and there stood this figure. Uh, now, I tell this story to a lot of people, and uh, you know, I have no reason to to make things up or anything like that. So when people that know me, they hear this story, they uh, they start to laugh. But as I progress through the story, uh, they realize that, that I'm I'm telling the truth on this. But when you see somebody, when you come out of sleep and you see somebody or something standing above you, uh, the first initial reaction is the fight or flight in most cases. Um, and in this case, it was the complete opposite. Um, the first thing that I saw, uh, I saw this dark figure. Uh, it was it was probably about four feet tall, standing directly behind me, and uh, it had an enlarged head. It was basically in a black suit. That's the only way I can describe it. The out the outer edge of the black suit had a uh, a very dim, almost like an LED light that was glowing. Uh, very uh, very short, very large head, um, skinny arms. And as soon as I saw this figure, instead of the fight or flight response, it's almost exactly like our brains connected. Uh, and you think of, uh, you know, aliens and, and such like that. There's a lot of talk that they, they communicate telepathically. This makes a lot of sense at this point. So as soon as I looked at it, the fear was gone. Uh, our minds connected. I knew what he was going to do, and he knew what I was going to do. He had his arm basically cocked back, and he was going to throw something at the top of my head. Uh, my, my reaction was, well, I'm going to stop him from doing so. So he was quite a bit quicker than I was, uh, and I, as I reached up, uh, he basically flung his arm and something penetrated into the top of my head. There was no pain, but immediately I was basically paralyzed. I was conscious. I knew what was going on. And as I sat there, there was nothing I could do. Uh, and I was able to look back and notice that the figure was gone. It happened that quick. Uh, I would say within three to four minutes, I began to regain uh, senses. And as I was paralyzed, it was like my whole body. Um, it was a tingling sensation. It was, there was no pain. But I knew that he threw something at me, and it basically embedded deep down into the top of my head, and there was no pain. So as soon as I could move again, I sat up. And I was completely wide awake at that point. I knew what just happened. Um, there was no fear, um, but it was uh, kind of a feeling of disappointment because I, I tried to stop him and I couldn't do it, and he was gone. Again, there was no face. It was just it was almost like it was a, a black bodysuit or a helmet, uh, and uh, I, I could not see his face. But as soon as I looked. At the, at the head of the figure, that's when our minds uh, basically connected and, and our thoughts were shared. Uh, so I sat up and I didn't think much of it. There was nothing I could do at that point. Um, and the very next day, I started to tell my brother, uh, who was in the same room with me, 
Uh, and, uh, of course, he started laughing, as most people do. Um, and then as I went through the story, his his skin started to crawl. He started to get goosebumps because he realized that I was genuine. I was not uh, making this up. Um, then as the day progressed, I began to notice a few different things, uh, physical things on me. Uh, for example, on the left, um, on the left side of my uh, wrist on my left hand, there was a small little red incision. Uh, there was no pain, um, but to this day, um, now I am, I am Hungarian, so I do have quite a bit of hair. And to this day, if you look at the area where that small incision was at, there is no hair. It's about the size of, I would say, probably a nickel. Uh, and uh, that's one of the things that, that has always uh, been with me uh, as, after that encounter. Um, also, on the same hand, just below my, my thumb, there is a small mole. Now, you know, a lot of people have birthmarks, moles. Well, I never had anything like that. But now uh, there's this mole, and it's, it's very distinct. If you look at it, it looks like a, uh, a five-pointed star, as if it was just like a, like a little star that somebody just indented there, and almost like a tattoo, but not. Um, so it's got the color of a mole, but it, it looks like a star. Now, what I think that was, and what I believe it is to be, it's not actually that I was abducted, but I was visited by an alien race that basically... And, and if you think about this, it makes sense. It's just like how we take uh, a new species of animals that we discover out in the wild uh, or, you know, in the ocean. Uh, we want to learn about that species, so what do we do? We track them down, uh, we capture them, we tranquilize them, and then we tag them. Then we basically release them back into their natural habitat uh, where they go about the business and we collect the data and learn uh, from basically how they live, what they eat and so forth. And I think that's pretty much what happened to me. Uh, it wasn't an abduction, but it, they basically just marked me uh, and uh, they, they are uh, doing studies on me from beyond. Um, and that, that's, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, I believe, uh, that they're doing, and I think that I'm not the only person like this. I'm sure there's other people out there, if they're hearing this broadcast, um, you know, they might have the same identical mole mark that I have. It looks like a star. I don't know. But that's what I believe happened to me. Now, you sent me a picture of that, uh, the mole on your uh, yes. on your hand. And yeah. um, admittedly, it didn't, it didn't reproduce as well in the photograph. But to me, uh, rather than looking like a star, it almost looks like a pentagon. It looks, yes. it, it, it appears to be five-sided. So I see where you're talking about the uh, the five points of the star. Um, yes. Let me ask you, Corey. Um, when the entity is initially struck you in the head, was he holding an instrument that you could tell? Did it look like an instrument or a weapon? Well, it was it was very dark, 
but I knew he had his he had his arm pulled back. So whatever he had in his grasp, I could not clearly see. So I know it was something. I wasn't sure what it was. It didn't make a sound. Like I said, there was no pain. But uh, as soon as it was released, it tapped the top of my head, and I was completely paralyzed. Why this? Uh, basically, while this thing made its way into God knows where. Now, do you feel that the the striking on your head was to produce the effect of paralysis, or do you think that something was placed in you at that point? Um, I think it was some type of technology that it, it was almost like a tranquilizer and a tagger at the same time. Um, you know, there you, you talk about, uh, you know, alien races. I mean, you're talking slingshot versus laser gun. I mean, our, our technology is nothing compared to what these these alien presences w- would have in their arsenal. What it was exactly, I don't know. Uh, and also to this day, uh, you know, I do have different things that happen to me, uh, you know, as far as electronic uh, disturbances. Uh, sometimes computers won't work around me. Uh, cell phones get a little buggy. And, and we'll we'll get into that here shortly. Uh, I'm still yep. I'm still interested in in the initial contact that you had. Um, sure. Was it immediately apparent that this entity was real and not a uh, a leftover figment of a dream or you know uh, something that was happening while you were waking up? I mean, was it an admittedly a, an instantaneous? Oh, word, what, what is, what's going on here? Well, it was, like I said, when I woke up, I was completely aware of where I was at. Uh, sometimes, you know, it takes you a minute, uh, but other times, you know, it's just like when you, you wake up in the middle of the night and within a second or two, you know exactly that you're waking up, you know where you're at, uh, you know what you're going to do. Uh, and that was pretty much the, 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 the sensation that I, I had as soon as I woke up, I stayed awake. Uh, there was no, uh, in between, of you know, dozing back to sleep or anything like that. Um, but as soon as I opened my eyes, like I said, usually a normal reaction, a human reaction. If somebody's standing there and you see them, it's the fight or flight response. That's your brain kicking in and saying, Hey, we got to do something. But it, that fear got turned around because as soon as I looked at that figure, our minds connected and there was no fear, but I knew what he was going to do and he knew what I was going to do. And he was just a little bit faster, but no, I was completely awake uh, from, you know, and, and when I opened my eyes, I knew exactly where I was and what was going on. And you said your brother was not aware of any of this going on. At any point, no. at any point, did you possibly feel that he was going to be involved at some point? Uh, I did that? not. Yeah, I did not. Uh, and you know, at that point in time, the you know it was the damage was done, so to speak. I mean, the you know what what the 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 presence wanted to do. Uh, he accomplished his so-called mission, 
and I knew that there was no immediate harm. Um, I did not feel any threat or anything like that. Everything was calm afterwards. Um, so, you know, I had no reason uh, to think that, you know, there was any harm that was going to come to my brother. Whatever was done was done, and they were done for the night. Now, you stated the next day you talked to your brother about this, and initially yeah. initially he had a hard time grasping what, oh, yeah. what you were telling him. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the hard time, but the, the, the hard time came of people trying, you know, listening to the story that I was trying to tell them. And the people that know me, they know I, you know, I'm, I'm a jokester. Um, I'm, I'm also a comedian. Uh, and I think that's, that's what makes it more genuine. Most comedians, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeve sure. and they, they tell the truth. They, they have no reason to lie. So when I started telling them this and I started showing them the little marks that I had, uh, their, their feeling of laughter suddenly subsided and their eyes got wide and they were like, whoa, he's, he's actually telling this and I'm believing everything that he's saying because why would he make this up? Now you said you have some lasting um, disfigure, disfiguration on your hands from both the incision and then the, the star-shaped pattern. What yes. about on your head? Have you? I mean, I would assume that you had mom or dad take a look at your head and, you know, see yep. if there was anything there. Is, is, is there any indication that there was a scar or anything left behind there? Nothing like that. Um, of course, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of bald on the top, but back then I had, you know, a pretty good head of hair, and there was no indication of, uh, you know, any cuts or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I, 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 after it happened, I felt the top of my head and I could almost pinpoint exactly, uh, you know, with my finger, uh, where this object actually penetrated. Um, and I let people feel it. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, I, I can't see the top of my head. So, um, is there any you know, indentation I, there? Can, yeah, I mean, there, can is, there is a little bit of an indentation there. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of strange. And, you know, like I said, there's no pain. Um, there was no, uh, you know, uh, instant effects from it or anything like that, that I noticed. Uh, but I think that's, you know, basically that is what, uh, I believe it is. It's egg, uh, that I have in my body, uh, that, that, means me no harm it's just to keep a track on me uh to to collect data uh and so forth now when you told the rest of your family mom and dad and you know what was their response to you immediately um it was basically the same thing you, you know i i tell people this and and I, a lot of times i'll have the people uh and they'll start talking about uh you know unknown things and, and ghosts and UFOs and so forth. And, and then I'll say, well, I got a little for you. And then as soon as I start in, you know, you might have one or two people start to laugh. But then as I tell this story, um, it gets very quiet and they hang on every word that I'm telling them. And then it's, it's kind of amusing to me because, you know, after I tell them this and then I say, look, and then I, I show them, the, the bare spot on my hairy arm versus the, the other arm that, that is completely full of hair 
uh, and then I show them the little mark, and they just they don't know what to say at that point. I would imagine so. So you started to get into it. What what type of lasting effects have you noticed well, post encounter? Uh, yeah, as far as anything uh, out of the ordinary, I would say that you know once in a while I'll have uh, uh, different effects. I'll walk by a coworker's computer, uh, and then all of a sudden it'll lock up. Uh, my computer does the same thing. Um, you know, the automatic doors or the security systems that go off, uh, you know, if you try to shoplift, I've had those trip on me. Uh, many times I'll walk right into the door uh, waiting for it to open, and then somebody will have to come up behind me or come through the other side just to open the door for me. Um, you know, just, just little odd things like that. Nothing major, um, but, you know, things that, that happen to me don't necessarily happen to other people like that. Right. So I've got to ask, have you ever sought out or considered uh, regressive hypnosis to try to refresh or recall any additional memories of that event that, or, or possibly some other events that you did not remain aware of? I, I have thought about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, some people are easily hypnotized and some people are not. I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, you're not, I'm not easily hypnotized. I think that there is, uh, some surprises that await me. Uh, but you know, I can think, uh, you know, as far as my, my brain and the way it works and my thought process, my memories and so forth, I, I think, you know, as far as, my mind capacity, it is, it is a very, uh, I would say, very highly developed for all that good stuff as far as not needing hypnosis. I, I have very good memories. I can remember all the way back to when I was two and three years old. Um, you know, not to say I have a photographic memory, but I can remember bits and pieces of conversations. I can remember, uh, uh, you know, a face in a crowd uh, when I've seen them one time. Um, you know, and, and certain things like that. As far as my intelligent level, I'd say I'm maybe probably above average. I'm not an Einstein by any means. Um, but I think I'm just, you know, kind of a normal person. Um, why they tagged me, I don't know uh, for sure exactly why. And, you know, I, I it, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about before we, we started talking and, when our, our, our minds mesh together, I could see his, his upfront thoughts of what he was going to do, what this figure was going to do. And I, I try, I try to think, uh, you know, I try to go past that and think in this creature's mind what, the, what they were about or what they were going to do, what was their long-term plan. And for some reason... Uh, I can't get by that. Now, I know I can feel almost like a fear that this, this, little, uh, this, this little alien guy that put this, this piece in my, in my head, uh, he doesn't want to come back because he knows I'm upset about what he did to me. So, uh, you know, size-wise, I mean, you know, they're, they're a very small race, and I know there's different different alien races out there that people have, have written about and talked about. 
and I talk to a lot of people that are really deep into this. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, an expert in this field and I don't do a lot of studying, but it's, it's strange when I see a movie come out or I see a, a little snippet of a television show or I read a little piece of it in a book and it almost is identical to the experience that I've had. And I, I don't, you know, and I don't remember ever, you know, seeing anything like this. So other people out there have had this same type of experience, I believe. Yeah, I don't know um, with how I'm built. I don't know that I would wish to have this experience that you had. Um, but I don't believe I would have taken it as calmly. Uh, back a while, but you you made the made the mention of uh, the comment when you were telling your brother or after you told your brother, you didn't think much more of it for me. Right. For me, I think I would have become obsessed with it and, and began uh, driving myself nuts and probably everybody else around me by trying to find yeah. out everything I could about these. Yep. But it's, it's like this. I would probably say the same thing and I would be obsessed with it. But when I had that experience, when I had that, that melting of the minds with this creature, I understood it. People get upset about things they don't understand. They get, they get scared about things they don't understand. Very true. At this point in time, when, when our brains mesh together and our, thought, our thoughts kind of intertwined, uh, there was no fear. Uh, there was an understanding of what he was doing compared to what I was doing. Uh, and deep down, I feel that I am serving some type of a purpose. When I say that, I mean, is, is it long-term? Is it short-term? I don't know. But I know that somewhere along the line, I am serving a bigger purpose than what I think I'm serving. Um, when... I'm trying to help this race of aliens try to understand how we are, uh, how we live, uh, how long we live. And, you know, it kind of gives me a a good, peaceful feeling because, number one, I know for a fact that, you know, it's, it's like what we do. If we're going to capture and track an animal or a species, we're going to find the healthiest one that we can because we don't want to find one that's sick and we know that it's ill and it's going to die soon. Good point. Uh, so that that kind of gives me, uh, you know, the feeling that they did that because they, they seem to think that I am very healthy, I'm going to live a long life, uh, you know, and, and according to them, that's, you know, that is a good thing. Uh, so that's why... Uh, it gives me a feeling of peace. There is no fear. There is no, uh, you know, there is no revenge that I seek upon them. I'm, I'm just willing to help. And I know they don't mean any harm. And I think that's one of the biggest things. They do not mean any harm. And, you know, you got people out there that are, are, are scared and they're, they, you know, they're, they're terrified. Maybe they haven't experienced it like I have. That's why they get that feeling because it's a feeling of helplessness to them. Well, I think I'm serving a purpose, so I don't feel any fear. And that's the only way I can explain that. 
That's very interesting. That's a take I don't think many people would look at from that perspective. Back to your description of the the entity. You said they were small frame, about four foot tall. A black suit. I assume you're talking like a bodysuit, something that didn't look like it had many, uh, a separate top and bottom or shoes or boots or. Yeah, I couldn't see, of course, you know, the arm of the, the arm of the, the, the sofa to its, you know, about its chest. So I did see its, its legs, but the, the top portion I did see it, it had a torso. It was humanoid, um, very, very narrow. Uh, arms, um, and it was it had long arms, and it had an extremely large head for its body size, which would explain to me the I, I, I guess you would say the brain capacity. The the you know the it, the bigger the brain, the the more powerful. Um, you know that's that's the way I would perceive that. But it was in a like a, a black bodysuit, almost like a shadow suit. Uh, and it was in the dark, uh, but for some reason it had this this like a line, uh, almost like a real um, uh, a real dim LED bluish light that that basically outlined the bodysuit. So it basically glowed. And, yes, yeah, it had a little bit of a glow to it. Uh, it made no sound, uh, very stealthy. Um, you know, when you, when I think about it, you know, I think about like a ninja, uh, you know, he was very quiet, but for some reason I woke up at that, at that instant, maybe somehow, uh, you know, he accidentally, uh, you know, touched my, my thought process in my sleep. I don't know, but at that, at that instant I woke up and there he was and he already had his hand, he already had his arm pulled back and his hand cocked ready to throw something at me. And then, you know, I, I reached up to try to stop him while he was a little bit faster than I was. Now, did I hear you right? Did you indicate that you didn't see any facial features that he was actually wearing or it was actually wearing a, uh, a form of a helmet? It was either a helmet or it was just the well, kind of like a black bodysuit that covered the face. Um, so, it, so there, it, yeah, there was I, no, there was no difference in color of the head to the body. No, no. And it was basically just like somebody was, was, was dressed head to toe in a bodysuit. Uh, his hands, his arms, uh, his head, his neck, uh, had a long neck as well. Uh, but it was completely covered in this black bodysuit. Uh, whether or not it was a helmet, I, I don't know. Uh, but it was the, the same the same darkness as the rest of the body was your initial your initial thoughts that this was extraterrestrial did it take you some time to wrap your head around what you thought and then you came to that conclusion are you are you now currently do you still think it was extraterrestrial do you think it could have been some other sort of entity no i think it was extraterrestrial and like i said a lot of these questions I don't have to ask myself because for some reason I know it's, it's just like there was a, there was a plethora of information that was shared when our thoughts crossed, but I, I can't get by, you know, just the stuff that he wanted me to know. So, you know, it took away all the fear, all the aggression that I would have of, you know, being 
quote, violated. Um, you know, it was just one of those things where he was like, hey, I'm doing this for, for a good purpose. Please don't don't be upset. Uh, you know, we picked you for a reason. Um, and and we mean you no harm, please. Uh, you know, and we're not taking you hostage or anything like that. We're not uh, uh, we're, we're not you know, putting you through any type of, of harm doing this. We're just trying to collect data uh, for a higher purpose. So, Corey, how much time passed before you had your next encounter? And, and, uh, and walk it, us through that. It was uh, it was quite a few years up until recently. Um, you know, and I've always, I, it's, it's always stuck with me. Every day I think about it a little bit. And, uh, you know, as I get older, uh, I'm going to be almost 50. I'll be 49 this, this year. Um, and uh, the last instant that I had was, uh, I would say, probably about six to eight months ago uh, where I Michigan. And uh, I had a problem from a lot of sports and so forth when I was younger. Uh, my my rotof cup in my shoulder was, was pretty much shot. Uh, and uh, I've been to the doctor, and they said basically I'd have to go in for surgery. Uh, you know, they said if you wait, it's just going to get it's it's just going to progressively get worse until you get it fixed. Okay, I understand. So this was about six or eight months ago. Now, mind you, I I cannot lift uh, my right arm uh, above my, above my head. And most people that have that shoulder injury, the row cup, um, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it, it clicks and locks into place. So you're pretty much, uh, limited here, uh, in your, so about six to eight months ago, uh, I had a night, um, I, I remember it was a week night because I had to get up for work and, a lot of people have one of those nights uh, in, in when you you work, uh, you you get up during the night. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people like to sleep. They love their sleep. I love my sleep. A lot of people get up during the night, and then they look at the clock, and they say, okay, cool, I have another, you know, hour to sleep, whatever. They go back to sleep. Well, this particular night, for some reason or another, I woke up, and it was dark. Uh, and I would say, I think it was around the winter time, uh, but I woke up and I sat up and I looked at the clock and I had about four hours, four hours, uh, before I had to get up and I thought, okay, I'll go back to sleep. That's good. So I went back to sleep and it felt like I slept for another, I would say five or six hours. I woke up completely, completely refreshed. I sat up. I looked at the clock. I had another three hours. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? I did this probably three or four times during the night. I kept waking up. And every time I go back to sleep, it felt like I was asleep for another five to six hours. And what made this interesting uh, in one aspect is my girlfriend, uh, at one time I sat up and she heard me. I said, what in the heck is going on? I kind of just whispered. And she goes, what's the matter, babe? And before I could say anything, she says, does it feel like you keep waking up after you've slept like five or six hours and then you go back to sleep? And I said, yeah. 
She doesn't remember saying that. So somewhere along the line, she was involved in what I was feeling as well. She went back to sleep. So subconsciously, she said that to me. And so the next morning I got up and I go in, take a shower and I come out of the shower and I'm looking in the mirror. And a lot of times when you sleep on, you know, say a zipper on a pillow or uh, a seam on a, on a heavy blanket, it leaves an imprint on your arm sure, yeah. or your skin or your face or whatever. So I looked, I looked in the mirror and I'm, I'm just, something's not right. And I looked at my shoulder and it had these little red lines. And at first I thought, okay, well, I just slept on my shoulder. Uh, that's, that's it. And then I thought, wait a minute. And then I said, my, my, I started putting two and two together and I thought, wait a minute. And I, I looked a little closer in the mirror and it had little lines, almost symmetrical that, that followed the contour. It was almost like a grid that followed the contour on my shoulder. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is, this is crazy. And I, and then all of a sudden I thought, I'm going to try it. And wouldn't you know it, I lifted my arm completely over my head. With no pain. And I thought, you, you gotta be kidding me. I started swinging my arm in a circle and there was no pain. The only thing that I felt was the, it felt like just like after you have a, a surgery and it, it kind of aches a little bit, but you're able to, to maneuver around. So it ached for about a week and I, I went to work and eventually the, the, I, it only took, it only took a couple hours for all those lines to basically fade away. They faded away and there's no scars or anything in my arm. So I went to work and all the people that I work with know I can't lift my arm. I said, look at this. And as soon as I did that, and they started to remember my alien story. I said, look, I think the aliens came down and they fixed my arm. And when I thought about that, I thought, holy cow, that is probably what happened. Because if, if you tag something, just like how we do, if you tag an animal in the wild and you track it, and then all of a sudden something happens where it slows down, you, you're collecting data on that creature. And then all of a sudden, you know when something's wrong with that creature. So who's to say they knew something was wrong with my shoulder, and they were just kind of making the rounds, checking on all the, uh, you know, the the so-called humans that they they tagged. They saw that I was having this problem, and they came down, they fixed it, and then they just set me back. And for what purpose? I, it, it seems like it seems like they're viewing you as an asset yeah and when when i say that i I mean that in a in a um you know like you are an accessory or a piece of equipment yeah and that's exactly what i i i think you know that that i'm for some type of a higher purpose what it is i don't know now physically like i said i'm in still pretty good shape but i'm going to be 50 so I'm not a, I'm not, uh, I'm not young by any means, but my brain is still intact. Uh, and I have pre- basically, I've been a manager at every job that I've ever worked. And maybe they know the leadership 
skills that, that I've developed as I've been a manager at all these different places. Maybe they, I don't know. That's the one thing that I cannot answer, but I am sure that, that the people out there that are tagged the same way I am, there is some type of a purpose for each and every one of them. Have you ever reached out and tried to find a, a support group or anything like that with people that have had similar experiences? I have not. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I'm at peace with it. And, and like I said, unless and that's, you And that's the really odd thing to me is that you find such a peace in it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's probably like one of those things where unless you experience it, uh, unless you're part of it, you don't quite understand it. And, it, you know, that's the only way I can describe it. Once you... Once you're part of something like that, you understand it. Number one, all your fear and anxiety on that topic disappears because in some way, shape, or form, you're connected to it. You understand it. I know that there's no harm that's going to come to me uh, by them doing this to me, um, you know, but I don't know what the, what the entire, I, I don't know what the big picture is. Maybe they don't know what the big picture is. Maybe they have a plan. May, I, I don't know. And that's, you know, I've, I've talked to people, but I've never been a part of a group or anything like that because I don't, it, it doesn't, you know, we're here for a short time. And this part of my life that has happened with this experience, it, it doesn't have to consume my time because I, I kind of understand it. I'm, I'm at peace with it. So, well, you know, and, and, and I, no part of your account have I gotten the impression that you viewed this as a negative or oppressive act that was done upon you. I mean, the initial, no. the initial blow to your head, you couldn't block it, but it was not a violent attack. It was, it was more of a um, the placement of something or, or the incursion of some will from the entity's point of view. Right. And, you know, and in, in doing so, I became kind of part of that. And, and I, I have a, a you know, maybe a subconscious, a sub, subliminal understanding of, of what is going to happen or what they're trying to do. But I know it's for a, a good purpose. Now, I know that there's been stories out there where they have, uh, you know, people that are, they're running for their lives from these, these aliens that seem to be, you know, causing, uh, you know, uh, fear and, and harm and, and doing everything, you know, all these different torturous things to these people. That's, that's not the intent. Now, who's to say, you know, there's got to be, to me, there's got to be more than one alien race in the universe. There has to be. Well, Corey, if, you, if you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, but you know, and, and as far as that goes, there's going to be good ones and there's going to be bad ones. So I think I was lucky enough if they were going to do something, I got in with a good group. And that's what I was going to say. If you, if you really go down this rabbit hole and you start doing some investigating, which is what I encourage all of our listeners to do, if this is a topic that interests you, there's a lot of information out there. Yes. You have to weed through some, some misinformation but there's some really good information out there as well. And uh, I don't recall the gentleman's name, but apparently there's been uh, the designation of up to uh, like 26 different 
alien races that have been identified and I guess commonly are readily uh, recognized as having visited Earth and have had some interaction. And a good portion of them are benevolent and mean us no harm and and uh, are looking to try to affect us in a in a positive manner but then there's also the malevolent and and their their agenda is is quite different so for your sake I'm glad to know that you have felt no negative uh, repercussions from this none yeah none none whatsoever and like I said it's it's I believe it's for a higher purpose and you know like I said it, it unless you're part of that or you experience that um, you know, it's very hard to explain, uh, but there, yeah, there is no fear. I don't, I don't regret anything. I don't have any, uh, malicious thoughts about them or, or, you know, feelings of revenge towards them. Uh, and I'm basically just waiting to see what's, what's coming next. I'm curious, have you ever like drifted off into a daydream or, or actually had a dream while you're sleeping where a, any possible, explanation for why you were visited may have been kind of floating around in your head, but you were never really privy to why. Have you ever gotten any kind of undeniable feeling that um, why you were chosen? Um, no, I have not. And, you know, that's that's the big mystery. Um, that's that's my, my curiosity uh, about them. Uh, and like I said, many times I've tried to think back on that night and I've tried to go by the, the initial contact that I had with this creature uh, and go into his thoughts and try to find out exactly what they were trying to accomplish. And for some reason, they were already, they blocked that out. And so you, I run, you, you always run into the wall. Yes. It's not that I run into the wall and get frustrated. It's just that something tells me, okay, this is what we've done. Just wait. Just, just, just hold on. You know, you'll, you'll find out eventually. Um, you know, whether or not I find out, I don't know. But, you know, at this point in time, and I've had the two encounters... You know, when they fix my shoulder, um, you know, and, and it's all been good. And that's been about a year ago, you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's coming close to about a year ago. And you're still feeling no no issues with it? Your, your shoulder still works and everything's good and yep. great now? Everything is good and great. I mean, I'm getting, uh, you know, old just like everybody else and, you know, bones and joints and everything start to go when you get, get our age, but... You know, if it's something major like that, you know, hey, you know, and I, I hope, you know, uh, if, if I have any other problems and they're in the area that they would come down and they would try to help me out. But, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that I'm at peace is that when they did this to me, they're not going to tag somebody who's going to have a short lifespan. They tag somebody that they think is going to live a long uh, prosperous life and give them as much information as possible. So that's that's a plus for me in my mind. When you were melded together, when your minds were intertwined, were you able to visualize anything from their point of view? 
did you get any kind of did you get any kind of vision of like through their eyes or or um, like where they may have come from, what it might look like where they were or or what their perspective was of them looking at you, or was it all just implanted thought well it was it happened very quick, and I think uh, one of the things that happened was that you know, this alien being didn't expect me to wake up like I did. And for some reason, uh, maybe he did something wrong, but that triggered a thought in my brain. It's just like, you know, snap your fingers. Hey, wake up. I woke up. Boom, right now. And there he was. And when this happened, it happened so fast that you got to remember when he threw this thing at me, I had a second to reach up. And as soon as I reached up, he threw the object. It went into my head. Boom. I, he was gone that quick. I, I, I think the entire encounter probably happened within three to five seconds. I'm going to assume. So I didn't have a lot of time to try to, you know, try to think about his thoughts. And the only thoughts I can think of is I knew what he was going to do, which he was going to throw this thing at me. And he knew that I was going to try to stop him. That's as far as it got. Um, and, you know, I didn't see any hidden agenda. I couldn't see through his eyes, but I could tell you just uh, from those few seconds of interaction with, with the, the, you know, the mind process, um, it was very intelligent. Um, it had, it, it was very peaceful. Um, you know, I didn't feel any threat from it whatsoever. And I think, you know, if you look back at, um, Independence Day, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, they, they portrayed the, the aliens as a, as a consuming alien that, that went from one place to another and basically consumed everything. The, the, they connected with the president in that movie the same way, through thoughts, but the president was able to pull the thoughts out of the, the creature's mind, and he was able to see what they were going to do. My, uh, I, I didn't have time to do that. It happened so quick. But like I said, in that short amount of time, I got the peace. I got the, the, the understanding uh, you know, so I'm, I'm calm with it. It's okay. Uh, and I understand that it wasn't anything malicious. They were not trying to attack me. I understand what they were doing, which they were tagging me probably like they do a lot of other people out there and they're collecting data for something. What that is, I don't know. When your visitor left abruptly, you said it was only a couple of seconds of, uh, realizing it was there how did it leave was it just blink and it was gone or did it fade or it was gone that quick there was no lights no hollywood lights or anything like that it was just there and as soon as that hit my head and i knew right then and there and i kind of cussed a little bit for a second and then i looked back and as i looked back it was dark it was quiet it was calm so there were no lights to speak of, no rumblings, uh, you know, nothing to indicate that there was a, 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 some type of spacecraft or something outside the house. 
Um, so it was, it, it was just in and out very quick, very quiet, very calm. And that was it. Now, have you ever had any experiences with actually visually seeing any craft? Um, matter of fact, I have. And that was actually where I live. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, where you currently live or back where you were when you had your experience where I currently live. Um, and I never did see any, any spacecraft, uh, in the South Carolina area, but where I live now in Dwajak, Michigan, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, shortly after they, they cut down all the corn, they harvested all the corn. So it was all open fields. I live way out in the boonies. Uh, and I was coming home from my shift, which I worked the night shift at the time. So I would get, I, I would come home between say three and four in the morning. Uh, it was a very calm and clear night. Um, and I was coming down and I think it was still fairly warm. Uh, and then as I was coming down uh, a country road in between two cornfields, uh, right out of the corner of my eye, there was a bright light, almost like a, a spotlight. So I kind of looked over and I saw this black mass that was hovering in the air, probably, oh, I'd say maybe a hundred feet. And as soon as it caught my attention, it dimmed the light, but I could still see the light. And then it just started to float across the field towards me. Um, so basically I pulled over and I had a sunroof in my truck. I opened the sunroof and I watched this thing and it, it very slowly, um, almost like a, a balloon just kind of floated. There was, it was very calm. There was no wind or anything like that. No sound, no sound came from it but it was in the shape of a diamond, like a black diamond. Uh, and each corner had a different light. I remember there was a red, there was a green, uh, I believe it was blue, and then there was a white on each, each corner of the, the diamond. It wasn't that big. It looked about as big as a small house. Uh, and I watched this thing come across the field, and it floated right over the top of my sunroof. Now, I was sitting there. I, I turned the, uh, I, I, tried, I, I, I had my truck running, and I should have turned everything off, but I just sat there, and I watched this thing. And it went over me, and it just kind of went straight ahead over the trees in front of me, which the trees were, like I said, maybe 100 feet. Uh, and then it turned, and then it went back across the field didn't do a thing other than that and I just kind of watched this thing go and I watched it go and it just kind of disappeared off into the darkness um, so I don't know what it was to this day but it made no sound um, it had you know it had a few lights on it but the interior was dark it was black you could not see it didn't look like a like a Hollywood spacecraft it just looked like this big black mass in the form of a diamond and it had a, a small dim light on each each corner and that was I, I actually drew a couple pictures of the the alien that I saw and then also the the spacecraft and then I noted that uh, on social media and the next day I got quite a few hits saying that their uh, their dogs were barking on the, this, the same time in the same area the same time of night 
and so forth. But uh, I don't know if anybody else actually saw what I saw because there again, it was very early in the morning. Did you feel that that was a random sighting or did you feel that that had some connection to you actually being? Um, I think it was a random sighting. Um, when I saw it, uh, and you know, right away I thought, Oh, I'm getting a, you know, I'm getting another visit. Uh, but, uh, you know, and there again, I don't know for sure. There was no, uh, it came across very slowly. Um, it didn't make any sound. It just kind of crept along like it was just checking me out. Uh, maybe it was doing some type of, of observation of me. Maybe it was, I don't know for sure, but there again, I was at peace with it. It didn't bother me. And I just watched it and I thought, okay, that was, that was cool. And that was my, that was my reaction to it. So maybe, uh, you know, subconsciously it was connected uh, and they were just checking on me. I don't know, uh, but it, you know, when I when I saw it, it it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't scare me in any way, shape, or form. And I think that might have something to do with the visit that I had when I lived in South Carolina. I have an understanding of it, so it doesn't scare me like it would, uh, you know, other people that that have never seen anything like that. Well, I would consider that a blessing because I've seen interviews with some people who have let this consume their lives and basically right. de destroyed relationships and, you know, marriages and uh, the loss of employment. And uh, it's right. just, it's not always, it's not always something that happens like your situation where you know, everything you've gleaned off of this has been positive. Right. And I understand that, you know, there are, you know, there are people out there that, that are tormented by these other beings. And, you know, there's good people, there's bad people. So there's got to be, you know, good alien beings. There's got to be bad alien beings. That's the only thing I can think of. And I can I can probably understand, you know, when, when you're being attacked by, you know, a, a, an alien race that that is far superior as far as technology. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and there's not a darn thing you can do about it. That would scare the hell out of me. Yeah, it would scare the hell out of me as well. Well, Corey, we're about the hour mark here, and I want to thank you for being on the show. Your your account is amazing. Well, and, thank you. Uh, you touched on... Uh, on your your intelligence earlier in the interview and anyone that's going to listen to this is is definitely not going to get the impression that you're some backwoods hill jack who's out to get his 15 minutes of fame by talking about something ridiculous you have uh, no. you and i have spoke multiple times now your story has never changed um your accounts the the uh, the series of events have, have not changed, and I, for one, am absolutely convinced that you saw what you saw and you went through what you went through. And I want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your story well, you, with Eric. our listeners. No problem. I appreciate it, and I was glad to do so. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this evening. If you have an experience 
or a story you'd like to have featured on an upcoming episode of Uncomfortable, then email me at 